All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Tuesday, November 17th. Like I mentioned yesterday in my community post, Joe Biden did bring up stimulus during his press conference yesterday. He mentioned the HEROES Act three times, once at the beginning of his address, saying that Congress should pass the HEROES Act right now. Second, he brought it up when he was asked about student loan forgiveness. A reporter asked him about student loan forgiveness, and Biden uh, pointed to the $10,000 forgiveness provision in the HEROES Act. And third, when Joe Biden was asked about what he would do right now about unemployment and job losses, Biden said that the HEROES Act has all the money we need to take care of those things right now. So Biden is essentially following Pelosi's lead here with lame duck stimulus. Frankly, that's kind of what he has to do. There is already so much division within the Democratic Party right now, and particularly in the House. He has to support Pelosi's work. The last thing he wants to do before he takes office is to cause further division in the party, right? He can't say, well, you know, Pelosi wants the HEROES Act, but actually I think we need to take it down a notch so we can negotiate with Republicans. He can't do that, right? Biden has made his position with respect to stimulus, or at least lame duck stimulus, very, very clear. Just like he said last week and reiterated in further detail yesterday, he is going to support the speaker in what she wants to do and will not be making any waves. At the end of this video, I will go into greater detail about what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden said yesterday in their press conference on the economy. But first, let's talk about COVID-19. Yesterday, we had 166,581 new cases of COVID-19 with 796 deaths. Dr. Fauci this morning said that we need a uniform approach to COVID-19 rather than 50 different disjointed state-by-state -state approaches. Speaking of state-by-state -state approaches, we are seeing more mask mandates across the country. Country, even in states that initially resisted them, such as Utah, West Virginia, North Dakota, and Iowa. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced yesterday that California is pulling the emergency brake on its reopening and is imposing, once again, broad restrictions. Senator Chuck Grassley, chair of the Senate Finance Committee and the oldest Republican in the Senate, he is 87 years old, he announced today that he has been exposed to COVID-19 and will work remotely in order to quarantine. Across the Atlantic Ocean, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson began a 14-day quarantine after being exposed to a parliament member who tested positive for COVID-19. Also, in European COVID-19 news, Amnesty International is saying that Belgian authorities violated the human rights of elderly individuals in nursing homes across the country by failing to protect them during the early days of the pandemic. Belgium has the unfortunate distinction of being the nation with the most COVID-19 deaths per capita, with over 14,000 deaths in a population of only about 11.5 million. In light of the recent COVID-19 COVID-19 vaccine news from pharmaceutical companies Pfizer and Moderna. This morning, Republican Senator Rob Portman of Ohio announced that he would participate in a phase three COVID-19 vaccine trial for a vaccine being developed by Johnson & Johnson. Yesterday, Biden held up a mask and said, does anybody understand why a governor would turn this into a political statement? Biden said that wearing a mask is, in fact, patriotic. Now let's talk stimulus. A Biden advisor, Jared Bernstein, was on CNBC this morning talking about lame duck stimulus. He said his hair is on fire because of the lack of urgency of getting more COVID relief back into the economy. Yesterday, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said that they have not heard from Mitch McConnell directly in about two weeks. They said that there has been no word from our good friend Mitch about COVID relief. That's not a very good sign, is it? Right. And apparently there's some confusion 
about it. Today, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, who is the chair of the House Democratic Caucus, said that he thought that Pelosi and McConnell have spoken about stimulus, but Pelosi's office said that that is not accurate. So some people are asking me, hey, Logan, you know, why aren't you more excited about stimulus? Why is your tone a little bit different, not super optimistic, all these things? Look, this is the reason, right? There are no stimulus negotiations right now, okay? I'm not going to say good news, unexpected good news, you know, with a question mark afterwards, when this is the situation we're in, when nothing is happening. The White House is not talking to the Democrats, and McConnell is apparently not talking to them either. But this morning, Mitch McConnell did have something to say about Pelosi and Schumer and COVID-19 relief. Here's the clip. There is a significant outstanding business that Congress needs to complete before the end of the year. My Republican colleagues and I have stated over and over that we still want to pass more coronavirus relief for the American people. Senate Republicans have voted multiple times to send hundreds of billions of dollars to schools, small businesses, health care, and laid off workers. If Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer had not made the calculation to block it, that money could have been out the door many weeks ago. Instead, our Democratic colleagues have spent months, literally months, holding all of that urgent help hostage over unrelated left-wing wish list items. Their so-called heroes proposal is so unrealistic that poorly and poorly targeted <clears throat> That Speaker Pelosi's own moderate Democrats ridiculed the bill the instant she put it out and said it'll never become law. It includes things like a massive tax cut for wealthy people in blue states and huge sums of money for state and city uh, governments with no linkage to demonstrated COVID needs. Some blue states, including New York and California, have actually seen higher state tax income tax revenues this autumn than they saw during the same months last year, in part because they are taxing a chunk out of vulnerable people's unemployment benefits. They're receiving more tax revenue now than they did in 2019. Some of these blue states are receiving more revenue now than they did in 2019. But alas, Democrats still want coronavirus relief for the entire country held hostage over a massive slush fund for their own use. <clears throat> well, even if our Democratic colleagues continue to block any bipartisan pandemic relief from becoming law, there are other responsibilities we still need to tackle together. The federal government is currently funded through December the 11th. The next few days will tell us a lot about whether Congress can pull off the bipartisan bicameral appropriations process that I believe both sides would like to deliver. So McConnell, just like Pelosi and Schumer, is digging in. He said the Republicans want to pass more relief for the people and that Republicans have voted to send hundreds of billions of dollars to schools, businesses, healthcare providers, and laid off workers. But it's those nasty Democrats who blocked it, according to McConnell. Of course, he was referring to his skinny bills. McConnell is reiterating that what the Democrats want in their updated Heroes Act is a left-wing wish list. He criticized its massive funding for state and local government and is saying that this massive funding for state and local is not necessary because some states have actually seen higher tax revenues now than they saw during the same time period last year. He's essentially calling this funding for state and local governments a Democratic slush fund. Then he went on to talk about the government funding 
right? The continuing resolutions have funded the government through December 11th. Now, some might think there might be some COVID relief in those appropriations bills to fund the government beyond December 11th and into next year, but I think that might be a long shot, at least in terms of anything substantial. McConnell also talked about the judges whose nominations will be voted on in the Senate this week. I wish I had better stimulus news for you folks, but it's more of the same back and forth, back and forth. You know, Republicans say Democrats are blocking things. Uh, Democrats saying Republicans are blocking things. It is what it is. We're looking at a cliff at the end of the year, PUA, uh, eviction moratorium, student loan for uh, forbearance, an absolute cliff, and they're doing nothing about it except saying how wrong the other side is and how the other side is to blame. That's what's been going on, and that is what continues to go on. All right, now as promised, I will spend the rest of the video going over what Kamala Harris and Joe Biden said yesterday in their press conference on the economy. Kamala Harris spoke first. She said that she and Biden had just had a conversation with business and union leaders about the impact the pandemic has had on workers, especially essential workers and frontline workers who have risked their health and in some cases given their own lives to keep us safe and to keep our economy running. Harris highlighted the fact that the pandemic and recession have hit communities of color particularly hard. She said that she and Biden have seen the impact of this pandemic firsthand, especially on essential workers who had to stay on the job even as they worried about their own well-being. She said she's seen the impact on small business owners dipping into their own savings to make payroll and other such stories. Harris said now is when the real work begins, the necessary work, the good work of getting the virus under control, saving lives, and beating this pandemic and opening and rebuilding our economy responsibly so it works for working people. She said that the Biden-Harris administration will preserve the health and safety of workers and create millions of jobs, and that Biden and Harris are going to hit the ground running to do this because there's not a moment to lose. Then Harris introduced Joe Biden. Biden named the business and union leaders whom he and Kamala Harris spoke to. Various union leaders, as well as the CEOs of General Motors, Target, and Microsoft. Naturally, big business CEOs and labor union leaders are not always the friendliest people to each other, right? But the way that Biden described the conversation was as a friendly talk, and he seemed to imply that both the business leaders and the labor leaders were in general agreement on the way forward for the economy. In terms of the pandemic, Biden said that we must rally behind a national strategy, including mandatory masking, rapid testing, and scaled up production of therapeutics. He made it a point that developing a vaccine and actually vaccinating the nation are two different things. Time is of the essence, he said, and Biden said the sooner they get access to the current administration's distribution plan for the vaccine, the sooner progress can be made. Biden said he wants immediate relief for the millions of Americans who have lost their job. He said he wants affordable health care for millions of people who have lost their health care or are in danger of losing their health care. He touched on child care, sick leave, and family leave. He said we need to support small businesses as well as state and local governments and educators and first responders, just like the Obama administration did in the 2009 Recovery Act. And on that note, Biden said that right now, Congress should come together and pass a COVID relief package like the HEROES Act that the House passed months ago. He said, once we shut down the virus, we can build back better than before. Biden talked about clean energy 
and the United States owning the electric vehicle market. He talked about building charging stations and creating over a million good-paying union jobs here at home as the federal government invests more and more money into clean energy research. Biden said it's time to reward work, not just wealth in America, so he's going to make sure the wealthiest Americans, as well as corporations, pay their fair share. Biden said from cars to stockpiles, we're going to buy American and no government contract will be given to companies that don't build their products here in America. Biden said he wants to invest $300 billion in the most critical technology industries to create 3 million good paying jobs. He touched on infrastructure, saying that we need to modernize our roads, our bridges, our ports. He talked about building 1.5 million new affordable housing units. Biden talked about high-speed broadband for every American household, which he said is more important than ever for remote working, remote learning, and modern medicine. Biden talked about allocating $100 billion to rebuild our crumbling schools. He talked about the need to invest in historically black colleges and universities, as well as community colleges. He talked about retrofitting 4 million buildings and weatherizing 2 million homes to build more climate-resilient cities and towns, particularly in communities of color. Biden called again for a $15 minimum wage nationwide. He said the power of labor unions will be strengthened under his administration with stronger collective bargaining rights to make sure workers are treated fairly and with the dignity and respect they deserve. He said that the business leaders that he spoke with previously in the day nodded in agreement and understood what he was saying about increasing the power of labor. Biden said the stance is not anti-business, but is simply about creating better jobs. He said that he and Obama didn't see a map of red and blue states, but the United States of America. Then Biden took questions. He was asked about pandemic planning and the transition. He said that if the current administration, if the Trump administration waits until Inauguration Day to get Biden's team up to speed, that could delay things with the COVID-19 response, the vaccine and all that. Biden was asked about canceling student loan debt, taking executive action to do so, like Elizabeth Warren said she would if she were president. Biden did not make any commitments with respect to an executive action. As far as student loan forgiveness goes, all he pointed to was the $10,000 provision in the HEROES Act. Biden did reiterate his desire to make four years of college free for anyone making under $125,000 per year and to reform the public service student loan forgiveness program. Biden said he has found Trump's refusal to concede the election and Trump's tweeting that he won the election and all that as classic Trumping. And Biden said he finds it more embarrassing for the country than debilitating. Biden was asked if he will get vaccinated for COVID-19. He said that he would not hesitate to do so in order to set an example. He said the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine appear to be ready for prime time. When asked about COVID-19 restrictions, Biden said that depends on the state. That's interesting, isn't it? Especially in light of Fauci's comments this morning. Biden then criticized those who have made mask wearing a political issue and that there, he said there is nothing macho about not wearing a mask. Biden was then asked about Thanksgiving. He was asked, what is your message to people considering gathering? Biden said that health experts have told him to limit gatherings to a maximum of five to 10 people, socially distanced and wearing masks. Biden said in his own household, they have narrowed down which family members they will be spending the day with and will ensure that those individuals are tested. Biden was then asked about unemployment. Like I mentioned previously, he pointed to the HEROES Act. He said all the money is in there for that and more. And finally, Biden was asked about international trade agreements. He did not give many specifics, but he said that we need to be aligned with other democracies and not poke our fingers in the eyes of our friends while buddying up 
with autocrats. All right, everybody, that is my update for today. Thank you so, so much for watching, and I will see you in the next video.